Welcome to the Property Investors Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an upload. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Enjoy this week's show and don't forget to share it with all your friends. Hey, I'm Mr. Leeds. I'm Ricky Mandel. And welcome to the Property Investors Podcast. Now, in the news, big news at the moment, everyone's talking about is it going to become illegal to evict tenants from buy-to-lets? And there's been a lot of uh, a lot of story about this. So give me a bit, bit of background. Um, there are two different types of eviction notices. There's two ways that you can get rid of evictions at the moment. Uh, the first is called Section 8. Now, Section 8 is if the tenant has broken the tenancy. For example, if they don't pay their rent, you can get rid of them because they broke their contract. It's called a Section 8 eviction notice. And then the other one, the hot topic at the moment is called a Section 21, which is a non-fault eviction notice. So what does that mean? That means that you can basically evict the tenant for no reason. So you can just say to the tenant, you're in a two-year tenancy. Your two years has come to an end. I'm going to give you two months notice. You have two months to vacate the property. And um, most landlords or letting agencies, and I've actually run a letting agency, so I know this first-hand experience, will use... Section 21, the vast majority of the time. And the reason for that is because if if you're using a Section 8 eviction notice, you have to prove that they have broke the contracts, right? So it might end up going to court. It could be a a messy exchange of you having to prove. Sometimes the the, the tenant will lie in court and you have to go to another hearing, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas because Section 21 is non-fault, there's nothing to argue about. You just say... Sorry, after two months, you've got to leave, and they've just got to leave. So even when, the, if from, from my experience, even when the tenant was at fault or had broke the contract, we tend to still use Section 21 um, because it's just faster and easier. Now, in 2019, uh, Theresa May, Tory government, came out and announced that they would be scrapping non-fault evictions, right? So this is four years ago now. So we're, we're scrapping non-fault evictions. You have to have a, a fault. You have to use a Section 8 if you want to get rid of the tenant. And landlords were quite concerned about this because let's say, I don't know, you wanted to sell the property. I think there might have been loopholes for that. But let's say you want to sell the property or wanted to change strategy. You don't want to, you want to do it a service accommodation now. You, you wouldn't be able to do that with your own property. So this has kind of been boiling along for a while and a lot of uh, people have been putting pressure on the government to, to enforce this right now. However, they very recently announced that they have indefinitely suspended the banning, indefinitely suspended the banning, yeah, that makes sense, okay. of Section 21. So Section 21s will continue to exist. And King Charles, in his first King's speech the other day, um, said that with the new rent reforms, landlords will benefit from the reforms to provide certainty that they can regain their properties when needed. Now, the reason that places like Shelter and stuff are kind of up in arms and annoyed about this is because right now, the number of landlords pursuing non-fault evictions against their tenants is the highest it's been for seven years. Uh, New figures um, show that more than 8,300 Section 21 evictions, non-fault evictions, uh, took place in the last quarter and that is up 38% on the same period last year. So they, they are getting used a lot. Now, I've personally been both a landlord and a tenant. In fact, most of my adult life, I've been a tenant. Am I right in thinking that you're the same? 
Yeah. Mostly Correct. about unlicensed tenants. So, yeah. so you can kind of see this from both yeah. sides. Have you ever been? I've, have you been evicted? No, I haven't. I've, but I've had the fear, not for you know that I've been a bad tenant, but I've always had all those pies, like yeah, raving. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've no, great I'm, having you on this show. This is great. No, because I'm pro. I'm trying to process this right now. Right. So. Quite a lot of information there. Yeah, and yeah. I've got many questions to ask you. All right, but let me answer this question first. When I was a tenant, I always did have the fear that at any point the landlord could turn around and say, you've got to go. And it was difficult because we got dogs. Oh, that is difficult. You've got dogs. Yeah, but how does that make it difficult? Because finding a house... I uh, find it hard to find somewhere else. Yeah, so it's I like... I thought you meant like, I didn't want the dogs to be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because if I, well, the dogs would be with me. That's what I was thinking. Like, why are you worried about the dogs? <laughs> because I was worried about the dogs because a few years ago, it was like if you got pets, some landlords wouldn't allow you to have pets. Yeah. So, and I was, I had that fear where at any moment, it, it's almost like you're not in control, isn't it? Like, did you have the same feeling where you're not in control? The landlord could say at any moment, look, we're, 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 we're going to do this with the house and you, you need to kind of go. And I thought, you know, we've got dogs and we're going to struggle because we struggled to find somewhere to rent to begin with with the dogs. And it's like you have to move your whole life around because the landlord wants a house back, even if, you know, you've not done anything wrong. So I didn't like that out of control feeling. All right. Did you have the same? Um, to, yeah, to a point. I know what you mean. So to a point, I mean, I actually have been evicted. Uh, no fault. Section 21. Because the landlord wanted to move back in the house. I don't like the word evicted with Section 21. Because it sounds like you've done something wrong. Yeah. So, you know, oh, I was evicted. You weren't evicted, Russ. You were just asked just to kindly leave. to move on. <laughs> you weren't evicted. You were oh. asked to move on. It's called a Section 21 eviction notice. I don't think it should be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I'm going to stand up, Ooh. man. I'm going to say to the king, <laughs> shouldn't be an eviction. It should be asked, it's a section 21 being asked to move on. And it rhymes as well. Asked, it sounds like I'm a traveller or something. Yeah, being section 21 being asked, asked to, to move, move on. on. All right, it does rhyme. Yeah, you weren't evicted, Russell. Don't, don't be hard on yourself. Stop it. You were asked to move on. All right, I've been asked to move on. Okay, so you were right. asked to move on. Section 20, 21 eviction notice, asked <laughs> to move on, yeah. Uh, and, and the reason was because the landlord wanted to move back into the house. In fact, it's happened to me twice. Uh, I think part of the reason was the type of, ha of houses... Um, that I was living in was when I moved down to uh, Beaconsfield. What the uh, the king wanted his castle back, basically. <laughs> but because because these houses don't make good renters, no one would buy it and go, oh, I'm going to buy an investment property. I know. What shall I buy to invest in that three million pound <laughs> house in Beaconsfield? Right, it doesn't happen. So what it was was people's homes, and then they no normally have to move away for work. Yeah. Uh, so you'd get it on like a twelve month deal, and then their contract would end, and they would. Come back because if they were gonna, if they were moving permanently for work, they would sell it. But because they were coming back, they'd rent it and then they'd give me the section twenty-one. But I, I kind of thought it was fair enough. It's their home. I signed a one-year contract with them. I think it's fair enough. I'm not saying it, I don't think it's not fair enough. I think it's fair enough. I just don't like the feeling of being out of control. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I don't like the feeling of not being like when you. I don't. You finish now. I'll, I'll finish. All right. So, so I have had it twice. Um, both and, and I, I do agree with you. It, it, I ended up buying because I didn't like that feeling yeah. uh, of knowing, oh, I, you know, I might get kicked out like after another year. It's just a bit annoying having to move. So I bought. 
so I do agree with you, uh, but I still think it's fair. So, I still think it's the right. As someone that's done both, being a landlord and a tenant, I still think it's fair that if a landlord wants their home back, as long as they're not breaking the, they're breaking the contract. Like so, when I when I got my latest place uh, before I bought, I had an eighteen month contract to give me a bit more security. Yeah. And then when I renewed it, I renewed it for another 18 months. And then I wanted to break it because I wanted to buy after six months. So now I've got two houses. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on um, if they did scrap? Let's say they turn around and said, yeah, we're going to scrap Section 21. I, I, I think it would be annoying. Why? Because then if you've got buy-to-lets, it makes it very difficult if you want to reuse your property. But at the end of the day, you've bought the asset, right? So, it's your pro- so I think as you earn the asset, you should be able to to control the asset, as long as you're not breaking the contract. That's what a contract's for. If the tenant wants a long contract, then, then sign a long contract, and then happy days. Well, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think what some people don't see is when you invest in properties to rent them out, and you're full-time in property, that's your business. That's your living. So it's almost like having another business that isn't anything to do with property. Let's, you, know, you run, I don't know, a shop, and it's like saying, well, you're not in control of your shop. And in the same way with property, I think it's fair that a landlord is in control of what they do with their properties and you know being able to evict people because that's their business. I, I agree. And I think if you want to be like uh, well, I wanted to be when I took the tenancy, I just had took a longer tenancy. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, do I definitely want, do I want to commit there for 18 months? It's kind of like if the tenant can stay in as long as they want and the landlord can't, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it. Yeah. It's like I want the flexibility to only have a one-year contract so I can move out. But I want you to never be able to let me move out. Do you agree with like the um, the eviction and the quote unquote move on? You know, politely asked to move on. Don't like eviction. Moving on. The eviction um, section eight and section twenty one. Do you, what do you do? You agree with them? If you if you were in power right now and they said Russell Leeds, we need you. We need you, Russell, to come up with the best. Win-win scenario for evicting tenants that haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. What would your... Would I change it at all? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Would you? Let me I, do, don't, hold on, let me process it. I, well, I think I, I don't. I think I, I think I'd leave it as I is. I think it's pretty fair. Because... I think it's pretty fair because also, although they say you've got two months' notice, which is the minimum they can give, they, you're not homeless after two months, right? It takes a while. You know, realistically, you can probably live there about six months where you yeah. actually have to leave because they're going to have to go through, like, you know, legal channels to kick you out. So, realistically, I wouldn't feel under pressure. It's not like they turn around to you and go, you've got two months to go, and you know in two months' time you are homeless on the street. Yeah. That's not actually going to happen. Really, you've got a, you have got a little bit of time. And every time I've had to move, uh, where, where they've served me my Section 21 notice, I've always been able to find somewhere else to go to and it's never been. It's a. It's a bit of a pain, but that's just part of the. That's part of I the think deal. Of renting. I think. I think it's fair for a landlord <clears throat> to be in control of their business, and I also think it's fair to have you know a, a few months to get yourself sorted because this is where you live if you're a tenant. Yeah. I do think there is another advantage to all of this, um, regardless of which way you look at it. There is another advantage which we as entrepreneurs use with a strategy like rent to rent, because rent to rent. Some landlords have problems evicting tenants for whatever reasons, um, and it can be a lengthy process. And one of the great things about rent to rent for a landlord 
that's had a bad experience with evicting tenants is because you're not actually a tenant when you do a rent to rent, you're a company renting the property. If you, a lot of landlords are fearful of, you know, uh, the contract being broken, you not paying your rent. Well, if anything bad happens and you break the contract, then the landlord can evict you straight away mm. because you're not a tenant. You're a company. Yeah. Do you think that it should be like that for all tenants? Being evicted straight away? Yeah. See, I actually think that the government have got it bang on. I think having the, the you can do no fault evictions, but making it a bit difficult to evict someone, I think is totally fair. I know from a totally purely capitalist point of view, you might look at it and say, well, it's your home. You should be able to get with them straight away. But I actually think that the, the, the way it is at the moment with the, with the, where the, the renters, the tenants do have rights. Yeah. Because it is their home. I actually think is really, I think it's bang on fair. I think it is. I think, what are your thoughts on, now I'm just speaking out loud now, but you know, if the tenant does something wrong, they don't, well, I don't want to say not paying rent is wrong. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Let's say they don't, don't pay their rent for three months. Yeah. Would you have a different rule on the way it works, depending on what the tenant has done for you, for you to, you know, serve them the section and, and evict them? Do you know what I mean? Like the severity of it depends on how much notice they get. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, as in, as in, if they don't pay, should they be not granted any grace? Well, I'm not saying that because I personally think if they don't pay, I think there needs to be. This is the thing; it takes time to do all of this stuff. So it would be difficult. But, you know, I understand that some people go through hard times and, you know, so there's got to be a level of fairness. But, yeah, I mean, the severity of the situation would, that would determine how, well, what well, the process would be. Again, it's probably going to take you about six months to evict them, right? Realistically. Yeah. Right? If, they don't, if they're not paying. So I don't think it's the landlord's responsibility, the responsibility to pay their rent for them forever. No. No, right. So I, I probably think it's about fair. Again, I think it's probably about right. I don't think you should be willy-nilly. It is their home at the end of the day. I don't think you should be willy-nilly evicting people immediately, kicking them on the street. Yeah. But I also don't think it's the landlord's responsibility to cover their rent. They've got mortgages to pay, etc. In the same way that cause people say, oh, yeah, but home is a basic human right. Yeah, but so is food. But Sainsbury's aren't going, oh, here you go. Have our food for free. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there, there are things set up like food banks and, and things, and you've got you know charities like Shelter, and we have council houses, and we, we are set up to help people that can't afford to, but I don't think it's the landlord's responsibility over and above that time period that it takes to evict them. I think it's about fair, as it is. I think it's good that Section 21 is, uh, is looking like it's going to stay, and it's indefinitely been uh, postponed. I'm quite surprised that a Tory government... Um, Announced that I was quite surprised in 2019 when they said they were going to they said they were going to do that. I'm not. I am quite surprised actually that, that that since they said that they've not backed up on it. I don't get political. At the moment, it seems like they're doing it all the time. Like the EPC thing, you know, like the EPC. They're like, oh yeah, you've got to get it up to was it C or I'm losing yeah. track now of what they're saying. Oh D. Oh yeah, we've we've scrapped that. Oh electric cars. Every car's got to be electric by 2030. Oh, actually, let's make it 2030. It's like, what's the point in setting deadlines and saying stuff when you just don't follow through on it? Uh, it makes me think when they start bringing in new rules, like people are talking about, oh, they're going to they're gonna make, they're going to clamp down on service accommodation. It's like, can they clamp down on anything? 
Like whenever they say they're going to clamp down on stuff, it doesn't actually come into play. Like what I don't, I don't know what they, what's going on with them. But I actually think as it is, is fair. So I think it's a good decision. I think what King Charles has said makes sense. Uh, he wants it to be fair for both. I think the landlords should have the ability to get their home back if they want to. It's their asset. It's their home. Uh, but without being unreasonable. So I, I'm, I'm, I think it's good news. You're pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it. So I want a couple of things for you Go before we finish the podcast, which I think will be pretty cool. Have you got, I don't know if you've even got them, but have you got a, a bit of a horror story of an eviction of some sort? And also, have you got a nice story of uh, an eviction? A nice eviction? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's many of those. Well, maybe not a nice story. Yeah, actually, that didn't make sense. I tell you a bit, hor- uh, not horror story eviction, but I had a t- we had a, a, a tenant in one of our, I mean, this is about as bad as it kind of gets, but one of our HMOs, we had a, a tenant who just didn't pay immediately. So paid the deposit and stuff and then just didn't pay. So we had to, you know, send her the eviction notices, which she ignored, had to go around, pro- give her the letter, picture of it, proving that we'd given it to her, go to court, didn't turn up. It's it, Like I say, it took about six months to finally... Uh, finally get rid of her. That was probably the worst. Literally never paid any rent. <laughs> paid paid the, the up front and then didn't pay ever again and lived there for What would have happened months. if, while that was going on, what would have happened if she would have paid off pound? Would it have delayed the process because they would have seen, oh, look, she's paid a pound? I don't think so. Really? No, I don't. I don't no, because she doesn't, she slows rent. She's still not paid. So I don't, I don't believe paying a pound would get, would get you in. I don't know though. I mean, I can't see how it would help. No one's ever done that to me, and <laughs> but, I, but I don't know. Have you ever? Ha- well, tell me about your brilliant. Oh, go on. Yes, yeah, so someone wants to. Did you offer her payments to get help? I didn't in this case, but I know lots of people who have. So I know Samuel's done that, and my mom's done that, where they've gone, look, you know, you will be evicted, and they've basically bribed them out. I'll give you this if you leave today, and got and got them out. I actually didn't do that, but uh, but yeah, I do know of people that have, that have done that, and. And it's a business decision at the end of the day, right? So, if you if you want to if uh, if you think if you look at it and go, well, it's going to take me six months to get rid of them. That's going to cost me X. Although it's annoying, if I pay them Y today, it will save me money in the long in the long term and get them out now and save a headache and save all the effort and having to go to court. I don't know. I tend to when it comes to sort of like cases like this, I tend to be quite stubborn. So even though I could look at it and go, actually. Financially, I've had I've had court cases before where someone someone where it's actually it'd be easier for me just to settle, right? The cost of the solicitor and everything, but I'm like, no, on principle, I'm following through. But I don't care about the money. I, what I care about is is the principle of it. Um, but I'm but I'm not saying that's right. I'm just quite a stubborn git. So if you're having a, if someone's having a hard time with evicting a tenant. What would you advise them to do? What would you say to someone? If I, if I come up to you now and said, Russ, I'm having a really hard time, you know, it's taking a long time, it's a long, it's, it's, a, it's a headache, what should I do? I would just, just follow, it. it's, all the information is on the government website. Yeah. Right? So as long as you do everything correctly, the, the important thing is you do everything correctly in the first place. The worst is where, like, I've had people can say to me, like, oh, how do I think it's tenant? I've lost the AST. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And you're also, you can oh. minimize these risks anyway. Before they've even moved in. Yeah, you just got you just got to know what you're doing. It, all the information is on the government website. If you just search Section 21, Section 8 eviction, it tells you exactly what you need to do, how you register the deposit, everything you need to do correctly. Uh, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's just time consuming. Yeah. It's not that bad. No, it's just no. time consuming. But what I probably would say, I agree with you, 
is nearly everything I have now anyway is, is uh, service accommodation. Yeah. You don't have any of this problem. No, because you've got guests instead of tenants. In fact, we run a whole day on service accommodation and HMOs and, and how to manage it. Um, we'll be going on tour. I think the tour's coming up soon. The, the rent-to-rent crash course? Yeah, the rent-to-rent crash course. And uh, you're, you are there. I am there. And do you know what? I, w- I was actually speaking to Simon about the rent-to-rent crash course. And I was like, man, it's, it's, I actually think the rent-to-rent crash course is really expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. is it as expensive as the te- you tried to bribe me with the tenant? Paying a pound? It's actually the same price. No way. The rent-to-rent crash course, spending a day um, with Samuel, myself, our team, one pound, the rent-to-rent crash course. Maybe we'll leave a link in the, in the bio or something so people can get booked on. Come and spend a day with us. It's one pound. It's going to be a fun day. Amazing. Good nice. stuff. Well, that's, I think that sounds like a good way to end. I think it sounds like a great way to end. Uh, my name is Russell Leeds. My name is Ricky Mandel. See you next week. 